top story is we have a big-time celebrity in the studio right now. Sean Kanan, actor, comedian, yes. author. What's going on, guys? Good guy. Get out. Look at him. He looks so damn fit. <laughs> it's a lot of Botox, steroids, good lighting. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got it down to a science. Probably eating right, too. Uh, yeah. Like, I'll bet you you didn't have Sicilian pizza for breakfast you yesterday. Know, you know something? I did. We got off the plane yesterday, uh-huh. and the first thing we did at the airport was get a slice of pizza. Nice. So I don't normally eat that. But okay. I was like, you know, right, right, right. I'm a we GFK. both had pizza for breakfast, you know? but you wear it better. <laughs> I'm still wearing mine. How you doing? It's really I'm cool to really have well. you, man. Thank you. Karate I appreciate Kid, it. Yeah. Cobra Kai. Yeah. Yes. What, what is the soap opera? Young and the Rebel? Well, uh, bold I, I, and the, uh, the Bold and Beautiful. I've been on that That's it. Yes. off and on since uh, 2000 and playing the same character on Young and the Restless, too. Wow. Huh, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a big deal. No, you. Oh no, you. Let me tell you some really interesting stuff about myself. Debate about an hour. (laughs) No, that is. uh, That's interesting. So, where do you? How do you get recognized more? Cobra Kai, uh, the uh, Karate Kid stuff, or this? You know, it's funny in Los Angeles. I don't really get recognized a whole lot. You know, there's so many big stars there and everything. I get recognized like at airports. Yeah. In Las Vegas, security. I get conflict security too. Vegas. Yeah, yeah. She, she pressed charges. Oh, I yeah. I hate when that happens. <laughs> a couple times. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I get to live a, a really normal, autonomous, uh, anonymous life, rather, in, in Los Angeles. And every now and then, you know, get to kind of play TV on. star. Yeah. And you do stand-up, too. I, well, you know, opinions vary. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes tonight. Yeah, no, I've been, I've been doing stand-up off and on for years. But at airport, it. someone's literally watching you. On their phone, like, right? Over and they're going, oh, wow, wow, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, That's the funny thing about being at a soap because I, right. I, you know, so many times you'll walk into a restaurant or a bar and they'll have the TV on, yeah. and you know, I'll, I'll be on the TV and they'll just look at me like it's How just surreal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so you're at the New York Comedy Club in Stanford tonight. Yes, we have some tickets coming up for that. Then you're at Terrificon. This weekend. Yes, which I love. Terrificon is such a great convention. Uh, it's my third year being there, and uh, it's it's something I really look forward to. The people there are just great. I love those fans. Yeah. The, the fans are tremendous. I mean, you know, they're they're so excited to be there. And then I get excited, too, because, like, there's people that I fanboy over, like uh, Michael Bean. Yeah. He's going to Johnny Ringo. I yeah. mean, you know. So for me, I get a chance to meet a lot of actors that I love that I've never met. And, you know, you spend the weekend with them, and you, you get to know some of them, and yeah. it's really nice. Get to pal around. Yeah. So it's funny. So we're like, uh, oh, we're going to talk to Sean Kanan about all these great things. And it's like, well, there's this strike. Wah, wah. And he's yeah. limited in what he could talk about. Gotcha, yeah. So what what can you say? What can't you say? How did you find out that you can't talk about it, and what did they say? Well, you know, when you remember the Screen Actors Guild, you know, you get you get information and correspondence from them, you know, telling you what the parameters are of the strike. And uh, listen, I've been a member of the Screen Actors Guild since I was 15 years old. I'm in uh, really? you know, complete support with my brothers and sisters. Were you in something in 15? Yeah. When you were 15? Uh, yeah, I, I, I did a commercial when I was 15. I was, I was modeling in Pittsburgh when I was in high school, which... Beat the hell out of flipping burgers, which I also did. Yeah. Yeah. Try to okay. find that commercial. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, um, I didn't know what the Screen Actors Guild was, but it got me into it. So when I came to Los Angeles to start my career in 1987, I was already a member of the Screen Actors Guild. It was a, an enormous advantage because oh, wow. you know so many people struggled to get in the union. And back when I got in the union, it was like a, a, a catch-22. You had to get somebody to want to hire you for a union job 
to get in the union, but nobody wanted to hire you for a union job unless if you, you were in the in, union yeah. because they had to they had to pay a fee to bring you in. Gotcha. So I got I got very lucky that way. Um, so what did they say? Don't talk about projects. Don't talk. Well, about- you know, I, I just um, you know we're we're not we're not promoting uh, you know any films or shows that we're currently striking against. Yeah. So okay. I can I can talk about my my character, but uh, you know you could talk about how you got the job, but not. The script or the well, I, I had a pretty, I had a pretty good shot at getting this job playing Mike Barnes. I didn't figure they were going to hire anyone else to reprise the role. So. Yeah. Uh, no, but to get to get the role in Karate Kid, yeah, that was so that now, was can crazy. Can you talk about sure, Karate I, Kid because it's so yeah, old? Yeah. Oh, okay. so you know, yeah. I got I got that role from an open call, um, which means basically they advertise that anybody in everybody who wanted to audition for it could There's like 3000 people that look like you there there, there, there were there were like no they looked like everything that's, oh, that's, really? i mean All it was like, I mean, it was like yeah. you know Open like 60 year old fathers i mean it was just everybody wanted Catacol. their shot yeah. and you know in retrospect um I'm pretty sure that it was a publicity stunt. I mean, you're not going to find one of your lead actors in a successful franchise from an open call. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you something really funny. I was doing an interview on The Bold and the Beautiful for Entertainment Tonight, and I said, wow, this is really surreal because when I got the role of Mike Barnes 35 years ago, Entertainment Tonight interviewed me, and they said, well, we've got this really extensive vault. We're going to find it. And if you go on YouTube, there's an interview with me and Entertainment Tonight, um, and they found the original footage of when I'm 22 years old, the moment John Avelson, who won the Academy Award for Rocky, directed uh, uh, The Karate Kid, The Karate Kid 2. It's, and you see him talking to me, and like my voice is like four octaves higher, you know? <laughs> Damn. Um, and, and it was real. I hadn't seen that in 35 who years. Who keeps all of R- this? Entertainment yeah, tonight, crazy. apparently. Yeah. Yep. Damn. Yeah. Damn archives. Yep. Sean Kanan is in studio. He's at the New York Comedy Club in Stanford tonight. We're going to give some tickets away. He's at Terrificon this weekend. Did you find it? Not the commercial, but that what he was just talking about. That I do have. Oh, let's hear it. What's your name? Sean Kanan. Sean, I'm John. Yes, sir. I'm with Ambrosio Mortimer and SAG. So when I went in... Can you the difference in my Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pretty crazy. And what did they have you do during that... Uh, do you read lines? Well, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, okay. So it was like a complete circus outside the studio with people lined up around the studio, just like this serpentine line wrapping around the studio. So kind of like an American idol. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And so Avalon comes up like to me and he asked me to do a little improv with him. He says, I want you to intimidate me. And so, you know, John is like this diminutive guy. I mean, he was, he was very little. And I think I, I said something about if he, if he didn't give me an audition, I was going to come into his house with a butcher knife. <laughs> and I, I don't know what I mean. I made up something, and then I'm like, right, oh, right. God. you I'm just like, you're I'm on like, the spot. Like, like you, you never want to go full psycho. Yeah. You want to go. So I wasn't sure, but anyway, he said, okay, I, I buy it. I'll never forget. He said, I buy it, and he, they brought me inside the soundstage, and they had created a makeshift set, and there's Ralph Macchio, and you know, it was that crazy moment of I was a guy that bought a ticket to go see the Karate Kid, oh, yeah. the Karate Kid two. Now there's Daniel San there, right. and I had to snap myself out of it really quickly and realize, you know, I had a job to do. Yeah. And so they, they said, okay, we want you to do a scene with him. All we want you to do is intimidate him. And so, you know, the bell rings, which is, you know, when everybody has to be quiet. And, okay. So and I'm cameras. guessing all these people in the line, they test that, you know, intimidate me. 
not a lot of them are getting in well, front he, of Rob he, Malkin. He, he didn't even ask a lot of them to do it. I mean, right. I mean, so they yeah. had a look in mind or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right, this guy works. And yeah. Head, yeah. Uh, but not a lot of them get in front no. of Rob. No, no, no. no, no. That's a handful, and I would think. And so, you know, I went in there and I, I, I did it. And, uh, um, you know, I thought I did a really good job, and I felt really good when I left the studio. And unfortunately, I found out that the crushing news uh, a few days later that I didn't get the role. Oh, and uh, they they hired someone else, and it didn't work out. And they they let him go, and they remembered me and brought me back in. Wow! And it was it, you know it was so amazing because I was really in the depths of despair. Do we know that person's name now? Like, are they all still know, famous? All, no, 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 no. All I know is his name was Daryl. And I was so depressed and crushed because I really thought I had a shot at getting this. Yeah. And then when they called me, they said, drive back to the producer's office. And I'm like, they're not telling me I didn't get the role again. Maybe there's a buddy. There's like a, you know, remember Snake and Dennis? Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, or there's you know, another role that yeah, you right. could do. Right. And, you know, when you're an actor, we have this little saying about the Hollywood sign. You know, sometimes it, it smirks at you and sometimes it smiles at you. And I remember I was driving down Sunset Boulevard. And I just looked up at the Hollywood sign and I just sort of felt like something good's going to happen. Yeah. And they, they oh, wow. Robert Mark Kamen was in the office who, of course, wrote the he created the Karate Kid, um, wrote the Transporter and Taken and all that stuff. And he's a black, wow. he's a black belt, asked me to go through a few moves with him. And he's like, all right. And then he walks in. The other, did you, so you knew martial arts. Yeah, I, I well, I mean, I'd studied martial arts for, for several years prior to that. Um, and so he goes in this room with Avildsen and and one of the producers, but they leave the door open, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm watching, I'm looking, and, I'm, and they come back out and they go, okay, you got the job. This is how much you're making. Take them to wardrobe. Like, there was no time even to call my parents. Right. Oh. And I knew this was a life-changing thing. Take oh, him yeah. to wardrobe. Like, I went to wardrobe. I went and met um, uh, Pat Johnson, who was the, the stunt coordinator, and everything happened at lightning speed because... They had already hired a guy oh, that didn't work out. They now. hadn't started filming yet, but now they're like two weeks behind yeah. with getting this Mike Barnes character going. Now, yeah. Yeah. So yep. pretty crazy. Wow. So did, uh, do you remember what you had to say to Ralph Macchio when you were doing I, that initial audition? I don't think I, I don't think I had any lines and I think I, I just sort of like threw this block and yeah, ah, and you know, backed him into a corner and he was like, get him off, get him off. And then once again, I was like, did I go too far? Did I go full psycho? And then he sort of smiled. Right. And, uh, you know. All right. Wow. And then so they hired this other guy. Did you ever figure out or hear why he didn't work out? Was it personality or just I, I acting th- chops? From what I've heard through the grapevine, I, I think it was a combination of, you know, uh, he wasn't really an actor, I don't think. I think he had a look they really liked. And I think also... From what I've heard, he he wasn't really able to generate the intimidation factor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that you had down. Well, yeah. <laughs> you scared you, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that that guy would have scared the crap out of me if I was seventeen. He'd probably scare the crap out of me now. So when they said, "Here's how much you're making," yeah. and now go. Yeah. Um, th- there was no contract, no papers. No, sign? there was a contract. There was just no negotiation. Yeah. Here and, it and, is. And, 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 sign and, here. In, in retrospect, yeah. Um, you know, had I, had I been able to negotiate it, I, I probably would have done much better. But here's the thing. I mean, it completely changed the trajectory changed of my career. Everything. Yeah. I mean, had they said do it for free, it would have been the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Right. Yeah. I think everyone who gets into any form of entertainment, yeah. music, yep. radio, acting, yeah. you name it, it's I'll do it for free. And I it, and I didn't get it's not like I got At screwed. First. You know, I, no. I I didn't get paid well, but I mean I How got How much was it? I think it was like $4500 a week. Which sounds like a, a lot. It's great money for you but back then, it, but yeah, for the in the it, context of was, what the movie made. 
but, yeah. but, you know, with residuals and everything and all the opportunities that it's brought to me over the years, listen, it was it was fantastic. Let me ask you this. So do you think that if in that moment, uh-huh. Right, it was different for you. Like you got him over you, a barrel. Like, like you had a hundred thousand a week. Right, in other words, <laughs> screw you guys. You, you already had a couple of jobs. You're feeling pretty good about your career. They want you. They're two mm. weeks behind, and, yeah. you've, and you've sensed this in the air. And you say, uh, "Nah, I'm gonna. No, nah, I need this amount." Or if you said, "Let me let my attorney take a look at this," or whatever. Do you think they would have said, "Hit the road, Jack"? Get the third no, guy. No, I mean, I, th- I think I, I think that they would have expected that I would have had an attorney, an agent look at it, but I, I, didn't I, I, I didn't care. I was like, we're doing this. Yeah. Know? Let's yeah. go. And I'm actually, I, I fired my agent right afterwards because he couldn't get me into the audition. So I went to the casting director's office and I was like, hey, I'm a real actor. I'm in SAG and, you know, I've had like one job on a show that like I think got canceled. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I said, can I it's go a- audition? Yeah. And she was like, no, you got to go in line with everybody else. And um, yeah, my agent couldn't even get me an audition. And so after I got the role, suddenly he's taking me out to lunch and he's like, what uh-huh. do you want? And I said, I want an agent who's going to fight for me and it ain't you. Right. So I said, Good we're, for we're, you. we're parting so, ways. So I got the second agent. <laughs> Exactly. So you intimidated him, too. I wouldn't change anything that you did. You did everything right. Yeah. Wow. Look Damn. at you now. Karate Kid, Cobra Kai. Yep. yep. Stuck with us. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. This is uh, this is a segment we call Dumbass News, and yeah. we do Dumbass News I'm, I'm the stories. perfect guy for this. It's a, it's a feel-good story for us. <laughs> <laughs> I like the little uh, uh, deliverance uh, intro. Exactly. You got a pretty mouth, boy. That's right. This this headline, I think, would fall under the subject, what would Mike Barnes do? A driver violently rammed cars that got in his way. Oh, boy. 100-mile-per-hour rampage saw a driver violently ram cars that got in his way in Florida. It was basically like a demolition derby. Oh. Oh. are they, are they are they smoking those bath salts again? I think it's a poop. <laughs> Do you remember that story? The oh last time God. I heard about he, he bath salts guy's face, right? Yes, yes. Ate what? the face. Uh, uh, yeah. That story will never leave my consciousness. I'm no. just always I've, thinking of it. I've gotten munchies, but damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm not chewing your face. No. Or no. a Big Mac instead. How's that? Good Lord. That speaks to the power of that. When you look at someone's face and think, you know what? Tasty. Yeah. Just say no. Right. It's better than a Big Mac. Unless you're picturing that person as a piece of food. Remember when Bugs Bunny? No, you know how the Big Mac yeah. walks you're around with chicken the giant yeah. Yeah. hamburger head? Yeah. Man, I wonder if that's machine. what he looked like. See, his yeah. face all bite. <laughs> I mean, do you think anybody has ever said, well, I had a really great trip on bath salts, and that's why they... <laughs> right. they like, there have to be some good <laughs> stories where right. somebody was like... Oh. <laughs> See, yeah, that was great. I was man. in Ibiza, beautiful girls, <laughs> yeah. bath salts. I hear bath salts, I'm thinking soft skin, right? <laughs> Rose dancing, a glass I of wine. I'm like, really, bath salts? <laughs> no, but if that makes you think you're in McDonald's land, uh-huh. and there's like French fries walking around, yes. there's a guy with a giant hamburger head, right? That might be fun, right? The trees are broccoli. until you wake up, yeah, right, in a jail cell yeah, like, covered in blood. Like, going, wait, what did I do? That bird was raw. <laughs> <laughs> Mustache hair. Have you ever gotten into road rage? Have I ever gotten yeah. into road rage? Because, um, well, know, you know, it'd be funny. Like, you, you flip this guy off, and uh-huh. then it's like. And then Mike Barnes comes <gasps> oh out. My god. Oh, my god. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, oh, my God. I mean, you know, I meant the wave. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got a great story for you. Okay. 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 So, um, it was before I did Karate Kid 3, and I'm driving my 
piece of crap car on the 405 and there's sort of an accident and it runs me off the road and another car off the road. So I pull off to the side and the other guy pulls off maybe about 50 yards ahead. I don't know what I was thinking, but I slam my door and I'm going to, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind and I see him walking towards me. And I'm like, this guy's knocked together pretty well. I better slow my roll here. <laughs> it's, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Damn! Who, 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 who at that point in time was Jean-Claude Von Varenberg. Right. So he proceeds to have this conversation with me on the side of the 405 as cars are whipping by, telling me about how he was playing the Predator in, in uh, Mexico okay. with Schwarzenegger, but he got fired. Because the suit was too hot, and he's got this album of photos, and he's got ah, this suit is too hot, and he's showing me, and I'm like, this is surreal, man. Uh, and then, and then a couple years later, I was wait, so- this was road rage, and then well, yeah, well, he started and road then rage. It started like, out yeah. like you know, and, 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 then and then he's pulling out an album. We just sort of looked at each other. I'm, I'm sure he was terribly intimidated, right. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, and uh, we, we had this really cool talk, and I, I haven't seen him. Since That's that must wild. have been thirty-eight years ago, wow. and so I always wanted to run into him. But I was almost—I almost played his brother in Kickboxer, Ooh. and this uh, guy named Sasha Mitchell, yep. who, who I know, uh, I've heard him. Yeah, we seem to have a resemblance, the two of us. Although he's about like a foot yeah. taller than I am. Yeah, wound up playing it. And I just thought, wouldn't that be trippy if, you know, going from this unemployed actor basically running Jean-Claude off the road to right. playing his brother in Kickboxer? Right. So, Damn. Yeah. How's that for a road rage story? That's, That's a great road rage one story. Ever. Yeah. I was hoping he kicked you in the face. But yeah, right. me too. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there had to be splits. one split, right? At yeah. least one. Could you, could you sign this bump? <laughs> <laughs> then he had to show his butt cheeks for no reason. Right, and then he, he did that dance. You know, yeah. he did that kind of... Yeah. Have you tried out for anything that we would like say, wow, that's... One of the most famous, you know, fight movies or whatever. I mean, Karate Kid, that's no slouch. Um, right, right. well, after, after I did Karate Kid 3, um, maybe like a year or so after, uh, when they were casting for uh, Mortal Kombat, I was gonna Pat, say. Pat Johnson, who did the stunt choreography for all the Karate Kid films, was doing that film. And I, I, I got really close to being Johnny Cage the first yeah. time around. Holy crap. Which that would have been, been awesome. You would have been perfect. Like Instead, Cage. they hired a guy named Lyndon Ashby, who's a terrific actor, um, because the film company had him in another film, and they wanted to kind of piggyback on that. And now... He's on Young and the Restless, or he was just on, I read. So uh, it's very incestuous. Wow. That's wild. When you shoot those soap operas, yes. uh, how long is it from the day you shoot them to when it airs? Uh, You kind of lose three weeks. Oh, really? Oh, all right. So not that long. And do you guys shoot like all year round, or how does that work? So when we work, it's really intense, okay? Yeah. But we actually have a lot of time off. So we have a month off uh, in the summer. We've got a month off. During Christmas, New Year's. Nice. We only shoot four days a week. So we almost always have Monday off or another day. And we work like two weeks on, one week off. So we have a lot of time off. Cool. Yeah. I actually am going back Monday after five weeks off. So it's a pretty... So that's deal. still, that's not affected by the No, strike. it's not because we're under uh, a different collective bargaining agreement. We're under the AFTRA agreement. Okay. Which is, wow. listen, it's it's a blessing because so many people are out of work, so many people are struggling, and I do not take it for granted that I am blessed to be able to do this. This one cool. might go yeah. on for a while, too. Yeah, it looks There's like a lot of new it, it, issues, it, it, new there, technology, yeah, writing. Yeah. There, there, there are a lot of new streaming. issues. Streaming. Well, there's streaming and there's the AI issue, which yeah. is, is significant because as I understand it, per what I've 
you know, learned from SAG, you know, the producers want to be able to have the ability to use AI and change what an actor says and even put them in different scenes without their consent, which, you know, you think you're doing a scene where it's, you know, it's a romantic rom-com thing and suddenly you're like, Hitler, not such a bad guy. You know, I mean, it's like, you know know what I mean? Yeah, scary. And and it's like, once the genie gets out of the bottle... You, you can't go and renegotiate it, you know, three, four years from now. Yeah, you can't go back in. Uh, so there's that. They want to be able to take, uh, uh, you know, background actors. So they're trying, they're trying to avoid reshoots with that, right? Or they adjust the script yeah, or something. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess technically, yeah. But it's more than that because they want to be able to take extras who they pay for one day and then take that performance and plug that into any other thing in perpetuity oh, wow. without paying them. And, I mean, and then, like, use their face and other... Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, not right. Not right. I'm in a diaper commercial. How does that happen? You know? <laughs> it's the same with the Is writers. Is that Sean Kane as a baby? For that's right. <laughs> Man, listen, I'm sure that's in the mail. But the writer's part, the argument is that now they can take away the uh, first draft. You don't need the writers for that. That's, yeah. I come up with the premise, and then you just hire the writers for the second yeah. part with the touch-ups, and therefore yeah. they only get paid once, yeah. not twice. And a lot as, of their pay as, was on twice. As much as SAG is in the right renegotiating their contract, the writers really are getting the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. I mean, they work so hard, and you know it all starts with what's on the page. That's and, right. And they're just not being... They're not being compensated fairly. You've got people that are like Emmy award winning or nominated actors and like they're struggling to pay their bills. If you want to talk about the effect a good writer will have. Yeah. Yeah. Robert De Niro, Goodfellas. Uh Yeah. Robert De Niro, Bullwinkle. Right. Okay. Right. There's a, what there's am I, your... funny Henry? Yep. What are you, stuttering? <laughs> Spider. <laughs> no, no, he's a big boy. <laughs> oh, look, they take the papers. Get the papers. I didn't think it would take that turn. That's no. pretty good. There you, go. you never know where to go. Yeah. Uh, Stump the Chumps. Today it's Karate Kid and Cobra Kai trivia. Yeah, we brought in a ringer. It's Sean Kanan, who was in Karate Kid 3 and Cobra Kai, but we can't talk about Cobra Kai yet. Yeah, we we will. We'll circle back with you when it's cool to do that. Yes, that'd be great. Uh, Call in, stump us, and you're going to win tickets either to Kevin James or Sean's show tonight at New York City Comedy Club in Stanford. 203-882-9757. Andre and Derby. All right. What is Mr. Miyagi's first name? Um, Noriyuku? Noriyuki. Nokia. Which one? <laughs> no, Noriyuki. Nor, yeah, something like that. Is that your answer? That yes. is my answer. Final that's, answer. That's, that's close we get to it, yeah. Nariyoshi. Nariyoshi. Wasn't that close enough? Damn right? it. Yeah. Really? In my defense, in my defense, I was on the other side. Yes. So, you know, how well are you going to know, like, the head of Miyagi Do? Right. Right. Yeah. Hey, man. You didn't like these people. Right. Trivia. That's right. <laughs> You're in the running. Andre don't care. Guess I'm the chump. 203-882-9757. Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, Trivia, Mike and Strafford. Good morning, everyone. Hey. Which one that maybe AJ will get? Um, what was the yellow car that um, he wax? Does the wax on, wax off? That was a Ford. And it, but what was the car? Um, Forty-eight Ford. I know that convertible. Uh, I mean, I, deluxe was it? Was it deluxe model? 
My Mint Deluxe Model, 484 Deluxe Convertible. That's what we're going with. Yeah. All right. It was a 1948 Ford Super Deluxe. Does that oh, get what? me in? Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. This is how my head getting in the mic. I'm asking you to get me in. <laughs> Years were off. So All right. You want right. to see Sean's show tonight? Yes. Right. Hold on. Stop. Do we have his number? We have his number. You're in. Dave in Beacon Falls. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, in the Karate Kid 2, how many blocks of ice did Daniel have to break in the bar scene? Oh, Blocks of ice. Hey. Was it crushed ice or? <laughs> it was no, when he was slabs. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I want to say four, but I think I'm wrong. I want to say six. Yeah, it's somewhere. It's somewhere in that area. Hmm. Uh, it was six. I'm the smartest man alive. Stump the chunks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ryan and Milford. What kind of beer does Johnny drink in Cobra Kai? Er, yeah, Cobra. Cobra Kai. Oh, kind of Coors, 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 isn't it? But is it, Coors? it isn't brand. It's a brand like that, but but it's Coors Banquet. Banquet. Oh, a sophisticated. Ew, that is not sophisticated. It's <laughs> 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 not the banquet you want to be at. Stop <laughs> the chaos. <It's> no PBR. <laughs> Sean Kanan is in studio tonight. He's at the New York City Comedy Club in Stanford. Stump the Chumps with Karate Kid or Cobra Kai Trivia, and you're in the running for those tickets. Uh, Ruth, you have the next question? I do. In Karate Kid 3, what is the name of the Bonsai Cheese Store that Daniel and Mr. Miyagi open? Bonsai Um, Cheese Store. Mr. Miyagi's Little Trees. Correct. Nice. Stump. You said that with such <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I you know. You're like, is this a trick <laughs> question? Broke the bonds. We don't even know that one. Right? <laughs> little thing you hang in your car for air freshener? It's right. I have a scene here. Karate Kid oh, Part boy. 3. Mike Barnes meets Terry Silver oh, for the first on. time. Oh, come on. Really? Here it comes. <laughs> what? Don't bullshit me. Hey! I gotta hit the dump button. Just do it. Do it. Call me when it's dumped. Where were we, Margaret? And in conclusion, I reject your final offer. If you proceed, I will sue your collective asses accordingly. Best of Lorne and the kids, sincerely. Why do I feel like there's going to be more swearing? Hold on, let me get to (laughs) that. Let me try to advance a little bit. Mr. Silver. Lighten up, Margaret. Who's the DA on the case? Uh, Mr. Cole. Oh, good. Uh, let's invite Willie to dinner Tuesday. Right, here we go. Tell her. Hey, listen, thank you for bringing me down, Mr. Silver. Milos, call the boys. <sighs> this place is intense. Consider it home. Thanks. Snake, Dennis, Mike Barnes. Dennis will take care of your training. Snake takes care of everything else. You're looking to be a bad boy in L.A., Snake. Was this your first scene? That you shot for Karate Kid? Do you remember? No, it wasn't the first one. It wasn't the first. Nobody thought it was a bad idea having like an adult male naked in a yeah. hot tub meeting say, an underage weird. boy. Right. Like, where, where the hell's Chris Hansen when you need him, right? That's <laughs> right. That would be a You go funny... by the name Long Snake 69. Right, right. Take a seat. Wait, isn't that how you auditioned? Uh, right. <laughs> That's how I auditioned. <laughs> wow. How hard were the fight scenes in that Karate Kid 3? Hard. They, they're hard because, you know, you, you have a lot of choreography to remember. And Aspen Dental, new... Oh, there's a lot of expectation. Dental, uh, you know. Yeah, they're not getting that. There's a lot of expectations, too, on the fight well, yeah. scenes now. It keeps getting wilder yeah, and, and wilder. You know, and you just, you just have to be really careful that nobody's getting hurt and, uh, 
you know, there's it's significant. We we rehearsed for I want to say probably close to a month before we began filming. Wow. Yeah. A month. Yeah. A lot of rehearsal. Yeah, I mean, it's a anyone real luxury. get hurt? Like, did uh, you hit anyone by accident? Like, like, like me? <laughs> yeah, I almost died uh, when I was uh, filming Karate Kid Three. What happened? So uh, we we broke for the Christmas holiday, and I went to Vegas, and um, I had been having some pain in my upper left thigh, which I thought was from all the karate I was doing. So oh. I started taking a lot of aspirin, but I I had internal bleeding, and the uh, uh, the aspirin, which is a blood thinner, exacerbated the the bleeding. And Christmas Day, nineteen eighty eight, I passed out in the Dunes Hotel and was rushed to uh, the ER, and they told me they didn't know if they could save my life and. Took me into emergency surgery. Did they tell you that? Yes. That's, that's an awkward yes. thing to yes. say to you. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget it. I'll, yeah. The nurse, this beautiful nurse, she, you know, so so sweet. And she said, look, you know, you're, you're young and you're strong and we're going to do everything we can to try and save your life. And shit got very real very quickly. Oh, yes, it did. I wouldn't say that again. Poop got real. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry about oh, that, guys. Otherwise, what? Potty mouth. He yeah. saw my eyes open I didn't wide. Know. I saw it. I lunged no, for the back. button. Yeah. Sorry, button. Uh, yeah, we're going um, to be bleeding internally later. Yeah. And, and you know, I I, uh, I made it through the surgery and woke up with a 15-inch incision on my abdomen and uh, Whoa. did not have to wait long to figure out what was in store for me, uh, whether or not I stayed in the film, because John Abelson called me, and let's just say there were no balloons and no flowers, and uh, I had to fight my way back into the film, and ultimately I wound up doing all of my own martial arts stunts in nice. the film, Jeez. and I have a 15-inch scar on my abdomen to remind me of it, but you know, I Damn. but I look at that and I think, A, it beats the hell out of the alternative yep and you know rather than having this story about you know hollywood's this really you know terrible place and you're only worth what you know you can bring you know for me it's like when the chips were down and i had to rally i was able to do it and so i kind of look at it as a you know something to inspire me like when i'm having a really crappy day i go is this as bad as being told that you're not gonna live yeah Yeah, really and so i think in your obituary almost read too much karate yes yes Okay. <laughs> Bled to death from karate. <laughs> It'd be awkward for them. Like, they were yeah. under a time crunch when they hired you. Yeah. And imagine if yeah, you that's died what I was worried about. I was, I was worried about the PR ramifications yeah. for them at the time. Yeah. No, but they would have to... Can you imagine? They're already... Damn it, we got to find a third guy. Right. Now we got to get another guy and reshoot... Damn How many it. scenes the hell's Kirk did Cameron you shoot up to? before this happened? Obviously, um, you were doing a lot of fight scenes. I think... We had filmed for about two weeks. They had like just enough of me on camera that probably it was allowed they needed to stay in the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. Wow. And so you went back and filmed more scenes that made the movie? Yeah, so I went back, and uh, you know, I always joke that it was a good thing I wore a black gi because I was bleeding through the gi because oh. the this you know the, the why injury. wouldn't they? Oh, that's yeah. too bad. Like, you know, that we, we seems tried like to... it'd be even cooler. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I, 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 no, especially I, I, I had lost <laughs> like one twenty take. pounds in. I, I lost like twenty pounds in like ten days. Wow. Oh, and damn! So I was way thinner and kind of more frail, and had to, you know, really. They put me with this guy named Kyle Borland, who was a lineman for the Rams when the Rams were in L.A. back then. And just, you know, the first day, 10 sit-ups, then 50, then 100. And and I wound up being able to do everything, but I still had this unhealed wound, and I'm doing all of these fight scenes. And um, Wow. Yeah, it was was intense. If I watch this movie now knowing that, will I notice that there's a weight difference in some of these scenes? Um, 
I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to be I, one I, of those I, internet I people yeah. seen who notice no, things on the shelves in the background of a yeah. yeah. Um, but holy uh, crap, yeah. that's a wild story. Yeah. Damn, it's all bagged your clothing wild. though, so yeah, probably it, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it it was to date still probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to me. No doubt. Oh, and yeah. please, if I'm you know if I could potentially die, don't tell me. Right. <laughs> Unless it's like don't well, move. Or yeah. I'm going to shoot. Yeah, right. yes. Tell me that. That part, yes. It, it, right. it kind of was motivating. Room. I don't want to know. Don't try anything funny. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of it kind of was motivating because I, you know, I, I, not to be dramatic, but like I could feel myself getting cold and tired and just wanting oh, to go man. to sleep. And I knew if I did, that was it. And they oh. said, "Well, we have to operate on you." And I was like, oh, "Like Monday?" And they're like, "No, in 15 minutes." Okay. I'll be because I've been bleeding for days. Yeah. And here's the the scary thing is, my friend and I drove from L.A. to Vegas, and had this happened. On the way back through the desert, you know, done. I passed out. Yeah, you're done. You know, I was lucky that Vegas had like a tier one trauma hospital. But if it had happened like in Barstow or Bakersfield or Victorville or one of these, I would have been done. Yep. Done. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. It's like, that's wild. Doc, what should I do? It's like, intimidate me right now. 